Opinions expressed on the Ice Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hello and welcome to Podcast 73. I'm Lisa Salinger and here with me today is Mel, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, now I've got the Mr. Ed song going through my head. Okay. <laughs> but we just wanted to sit down and chat with you a little bit about summertime and about some things that are coming up. And Mel has some exciting travel plans, which involve meeting many of you, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm going to NFB. I can't wait. I'm, I've never been to National Federation of the Blind Convention before. And uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting people that uh, I know of, but haven't actually talked to in person. And I'm also going to be at the um, We Fit Wellness Health Day, which is going to be on the 10th. I think, and I may have this wrong, I haven't quite got my dates quite right yet, but I think the actual conference starts on the 11th, and on the 10th will be the health day, and so I'll be there for that, uh, and then be in the exhibit hall for the rest of the week uh, at NFB. I don't know my booth number yet, but we will we'll let you know what that is in some fashion because I want people to just just come by and say hey and let me know who you are because I I want to meet you. Exhibiting at conventions has been a bit of a politically charged thing. You know, you hear people talking, oh, so-and-so is coming to NFB or so-and-so is coming to ACB and not NFB. And what does that mean? And this year, I think there's even more of that because ACB and NFB are held on separate weeks, which is not usually the case. But for small companies, it's a matter of time and resources and just general availability. So we have been to ACB, and now we will have been at NFB. And it means nothing politically, except that just we've been to both, and we look forward to meeting as many of you as possible. I say we in the royal we sort of sense. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, we as in Blind Alive, because I will not be there. However, I've had the pleasure of talking to many of you on the phone and via email. So let's talk a little bit about ACB, first of all. If you are at ACB, we would love to have you check us out. You can still do that. There will likely be interview coverage from Blind Bargains for the convention. And so you can hear what's new and what's exciting at Blind Alive. And if you have ever wanted to see a Bacti pack, the creator of the Bacti Pack, Marilyn Miller von Forster, will be at ACB. Right. She was with me there at ACB last year, and our booth was swamped, which was a fabulous. It was, that was wonderful. And this year, Reno was closer to her, and so she decided to go 
uh, herself. I think her husband's going to be there. So the Bacti Packs will be at ACB. So go go check out Marilyn there. Uh, I, you know, Blind Alive doesn't have any uh, affiliation with that at ACB, but that doesn't matter. Go go see her and uh, check out the Bacti Packs if you want to. I will not have Bacti Packs at NFB. I just, I, Stu and I just won't be able to handle uh, workouts and backpacks. But, you know, you can always go and look at the website and uh, make orders if if that's what you want to do so i'm sorry about that but that's just the way it is this year and you'll have yours there if people want to see it right oh absolutely i carry mine everywhere and Stu has his too so yeah they'll be there so you can get an idea you can get a hands-on it's just that they will not be physically present at convention to sell to you but you can certainly order them and we'll ship them out to you I know sometimes for me, it's just important to get hands on an item to get an idea of what it looks like, what it feels like. And so you certainly can do that at both conventions. Right. And what you'll need to do if you're at NFB is come and just ask me directly uh, to see to see a pack because I'm not going to be flaunting them. (laughs) Or like exhibiting them uh, right, prominently. Right, but you're welcome to ask me and I'll show you. She'll take you around the corner and down the dark alley and <laughs> there'll be much whispering and here's the deal, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Last so. year, this is off the track of the back backpack, but um, it, just, it just made me think of stories. Last year, um, I think I probably told you, Jingles got out of her crate. She was in her crate in the back and she was... It, the booth was swamped with people trying on packs and checking out workouts and and Jingles was just at my side greeting all the all the dogs that came up and I didn't even know she was there <laughs> she was, it oh. was just, yeah and finally I thought wait there are a lot of dogs here and I reached down and I thought wait a minute this is my dog and she was just being a greeter, and, you know, I, I took her back. But conventions are always fun, and stories always happen, and uh, it'll be fun to get back and tell you tell you all about it. And if your eyes are glazing over or you're feeling a little sad because you're not going to be at convention, I would still encourage you to join us. Check out the website. We've added some new things. We've made some changes. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe this is the time that you decide, you know what, I've had questions about workouts, and so I'm going to write or I'm going to call, and I'll be playing the home game too. So (laughs) I'll be happy to play along with you and give you any information and help you in any way that I can so that you can find the workout or workouts that are best for you and get started with that. You know, I love convention time of year. I love all the learning, and I just love summer anyway. But summer is, more than any other time, at least for me, my time of oddball breakfast. I mean, I wake up and sometimes the thing that sounds so good to me is some blueberries and watermelon or a tomato sandwich or, I don't know, all the summer produce is just um, really blossoming and I love it. Before we started this podcast, Mel said to me, you've got to ask me on the podcast 
what I had for breakfast. And so the suspense is killing me. She would tell me, Ed, so what did you have for breakfast? Okay, we got fresh rhubarb. And I don't know, have you ever worked with rhubarb before? I haven't actually made it. I've tasted it. I I had stewed rhubarb, and it was a very um, traumatic experience. Yes, growing up, it, it, had, yes, it would I've be. I've had rhubarb, like strawberry rhubarb things, and that was good. You almost, my impression is that you kind of need something with the rhubarb to cut it, but I've never gone out and said, oh, today I'm going to get chummy with rhubarb. Have you ever seen... How it, yeah, I don't remember very well, but I know I've felt it's, it. It's like celery is just a whole lot bigger, you know, the, the, the yeah. long stalks. And you can't eat the leaves because they're poison. So, And the long stalks are red, kind of a dark pink color. So they're a little bit scary um, to look at. And they're stringy. So what, what I did was I got the rhubarb and kind of destrung it to the best of my ability and then cut it and made a sauce with it with just a little bit of butter and brown sugar and a little bit of cinnamon and a dash of salt and you cook the rhubarb down and then dumped in strawberries a lot of strawberries and oh my gosh it makes the most heavenly sauce so we put that sauce, I had so much of it, at first I put it on oatmeal, mm. and then we put it on ice cream to uh, celebrate Father's Day, and then yesterday I put in a little bit of cacao powder and chia seeds and coconut milk and blended it in the, um, in the blender and put it in the refrigerator so that it gets this nice puddingy kind of texture, and then pulled it out and put um, some raw honey, some just beautiful honey, locally made honey on it. And boy, was that good! I've had that for breakfast for about three mornings now, and it's it's just it's just the best. So, and there's nothing there's nothing bad for you in it. It's all good. So, you know. Play around with rhubarb, strawberries, chia seeds, coconut milk, or any other kind of milk. It doesn't have to be coconut milk. Uh, a little butter, brown sugar, and yum. That, that's what I had for wonderful. breakfast. <laughs> and you can do amazing things even just with strawberry puree. I remember as a kid, we used to go picking strawberries sometimes in the summer. And you'd kind of have strawberries 50 fabulous ways. <laughs> and... If you didn't freeze them ahead or something, they would start to get soft. And my mom would, because we were kind of little at the time, my mom would puree them and put maybe like, I don't know, a teaspoon of sugar in like a a quart of strawberries. You really don't need hardly any at all. Mm -mm. And then we would put this puree over cottage cheese which Yum. was very good. The other thing you can do, my one sister experimented with this as she got older, and it's maybe not the healthiest thing, although it could be made pretty healthfully. She would take your standard recipe for banana or pumpkin bread. So she would use strawberry puree in place of the pumpkin 
or the bananas. And let me tell you, pumpkin bread or banana bread has absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. over strawberry bread because it's moist and it's wonderful. It tastes like summer. And we used to freeze loaves of that sometimes. You you double wrap it so that it doesn't get freezer burned. And you take those things out in January and it just is wonderful. And the same with, with fruits and vegetables and things in the summer that you can freeze. With a little forethought, a little planning, you can buy those ahead and freeze them and really... I mean, I think sometimes when people try to live healthier lives, they fail because they feel deprived. Right. Because they're not having desserts and they're not having snacks. But let me tell you, when you pull out strawberries in January or February that you froze at their peak of wonderfulness, (laughs) there just really isn't anything more decadent than that. Now, if I could find a way to preserve watermelon so that it tasted like the middle of summer. No. <laughs> I don't, the expression I, would go and Mel will cringe because of words. But if I could find a way to do that, I would die happy. That's, <laughs> that's just, mm, that's the best. So we hope that all of you are enjoying all the bounty that summer has to offer. And we have a little bit more bounty to share with you. Peggy brings us a wonderful option for Let's Eat that is good summertime or really any time of the year. And we hope you enjoy, and we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments. And we hope most of all that you're having a wonderful, happy, healthy summer. Or if you are south of the equator, whatever season you are currently celebrating, because I don't want (laughs) to say the W word in the middle of our summer, because that just (laughs) that is sad anyway hope all have a wonderful day and as mel always says good health to you phew finally made it yeah and i feel like i walked for miles just to get here my feet are really aching my feet are okay but my back is really tired and sore I know, I know, there's this neat little invention called rolling luggage, but I have so much stuff and I just don't like the idea of it being stored out of my reach. That means all the important stuff is carried on my back. I know the feeling. If it's really important, I want it right with me. I don't have to worry about back pain anymore, though, thanks to the back tea pack. It divides the weight evenly, so it's distributed on either side. It puts things right under my arms and hands, so they're within easy reach. I'm concerned that someone being really careful could open my pack and take something from it. The design of the back tea pack sounds like it might cut down on that. Yeah, and because everything is close at hand, there's no need to take it on and off, on and off, every time I need to add something to it or get something out. And I can use it to carry more than I would be able to fit in the average medium to large backpack. So that's a winner too. The cool thing is that all kinds of people use the back tea pack. Hikers, students, tech enthusiasts, people who need to carry oxygen, and frequent travelers. Speaking of travel, I've got to get going, but is there somewhere I can learn more? Absolutely. Just visit blindalive.com slash backtpack. That's B-A-C-K-T-P-A-C-K. You'll find audio, text, and even an interview with Backtpack's creator. Don't forget, it's blindalive.com slash backtpack. I'll remember that. My back will be sure to remind me. Blind 
Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat, y'all. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. You ready to eat? Let's eat. Let's eat. Hello, everybody. This is Peggy, and I want to welcome you to another Let's Eat segment. We've been working our way through various vegetables, and I thought that today we would try lima beans. Specifically, in this case, baby lima beans. And the ones I have are dried baby limas, and it's interesting because normally I would have to put these in and soak them overnight, and then cook them either on the stove or in a crock pot, but I'm going to do it today using my instant pot. And the beauty is, I didn't soak them overnight, and I don't have to. So here's what we're going to do. First, Wayne is going to put the beans in the pot. And now we're going to add six cups of water to the pot, and this is going to be how we soak them. We're going to put some water. I've got four cups here, and I'm going to have to go back and get two more cups. The point is you want to cover the beans well, because they do swell and they soak. That's good there. And now we're going to put the lid on the Instant Pot. And we get our nice cheerful sound. Make sure the vent's closed. And then I'm going to set the Instant Pot on manual. Cooking folder. Smart cooker. And open up my smart cooker. And go to the dashboard. And choose manual. Manual. And. Low. Button. Selected. High. I want high Button. pressure. Start. Low. Pressure level. Duration. 30 minutes. Okay, we don't want 30 duration, minutes. Duration. To soak these Go beans, back. we're going to set this to 4 minutes. Done. 30. So I'm clicking down with one finger till I get it to 4. So we've got them set for four minutes. When the timer rings, I'm going to let the pressure drop naturally for about 10 minutes before I take the lid off. And then we will dump the beans out and rinse them well. And that will take all the, the part that makes beans musical away. Although with Wayne in the house, it probably won't do the trick. I'm a regular one-man band mm -hmm. after I eat beans. <laughs> but you know, it's interesting as much as we all kind of regret the uh, the fact that beans are musical. They are one of the healthiest things you can eat and served with greens of some kind and possibly even with corn. They make a perfect protein. So we all need to include more beans in our diet. And it's interesting because in early America people ate a lot of beans, but in modern times they're not as plentiful in the American diet as they should be and uh, so I've been trying to make more opportunities for my family to eat beans although in this case we're still being a little bit southern 
because I'm going to put, I have a ham steak that I'm going to add to these beans, so we'll make good old southern baby limas and ham. And I'll probably make cornbread and have spinach with mine. Hush my mouth. <laughs> so while the beans are pre-soaking, I'm going to start cutting up an onion because I'm going to want to add an onion to this when we go to actually cook it. Um, these are baby limas, but this same recipe would pretty much apply to regular limas um, or in, in most other kinds of beans. There can be some variation in the time that you would pressure cook them, but the um, pressure cooker guide that you get with your instant pot has a nice little chart for the times for cooking beans. I've peeled a, just one yellow onion and I'm going and I've cut it in half. Um, it really doesn't matter which direction you cut it in half, but I've cut it in half the long way and I'm going to just slice it and then when I slice it I'll cut the slices in half and that should be it for you don't have to chop it up really really small unless you just particularly like your onions chopped up really really small but um, for beans I don't usually I chop them pretty coarsely and um, so that's what I'm going to do for these too so for the most part we're just going to wait for the timer to beep and then we're gonna give it, let it sit for 10 minutes more and let the pressure drop naturally. All right, our timer has run, so our soaking time is finished. However, I'm going to let the pressure drop naturally for about 10 minutes. So in total, you can soak beans in 15 minutes, which definitely beats overnight or the one hour method on the stove. Okay, our 10 minutes is up, so now we need to hit cancel on the instant pot. Because we don't want it to continue to keep warm or anything right just now. So that's all it is to soaking or pre-soaking beans. Now we can take the lid off and rinse the beans and get them ready to cook. Okay, now we can rinse the beans and get all of the musical juice off. Wayne, yep, you want to get whatever pot holders work for you and mm -hmm. dump them in the strainer and rinse them off for us? Sure will. So Wayne's going to lift out the instant pot and we have a strainer in the um, kitchen sink. Turn the cold water on before you dump that. There you go. Do they look soaked to you? Yes, they do. They clump up pretty good. Yeah. So he's going to rinse away all of the uh, gas-producing toxins. <laughs> and then we can move on with cooking these. I'm okay. putting the pot on the stove top for a moment. Can I put it back in? Oh, yeah. Well, not yet. Here, I'll put it in. Let's put it back in. Okay. I'm going to need to put it on the stove top. Right back in, okay? All right. And then while you rinse them, I'll put the other ingredients in. So, okay, we're going to add some the onion that I chopped up earlier. I'm just going to throw it right in the pot. I have one of these nice uh, flexible 
mats that I got from <clears throat> the blind mice and uh, I like them because you can fold them up and just dump your onion or whatever right in your pot without having a mess and then I've got you can add if you want meat in your beans you can put anything sausage chicken ham which I'm using ham for this particular recipe and I'm just using one of those I don't like fatty meat in my beans so I'm just using one of those ham steaks that you get you know where you get a single slice so that that makes for one pound of beans a single ham slice is a nice generous amount you could probably use eight ounces of sausage like kielbasa type sausage or smoked sausage okay the beans are going to go so, back into the pot now right? yep they're ready okay all right so we got the onion in we've got the beans in we've got the ham in and i'm going to put about a half a teaspoon of salt you may or may not want them that salty so that's kind of an optional thing might them want them, you might want them more salty. Yeah, you might want them more salty, but most of us are supposed to be trying to cut back, but I'm just following <clears throat> an idea that I got off YouTube. This isn't a real formal recipe. Um, now we need the chicken broth. So we're putting two cups of chicken broth in here and I have to tell you that surprised me normally when I cook beans I use you know four to six cups of water to um, do a pound of beans and I was amazed that um, this recipe suggested that you use just uh, two cups of beans I mean two cups of chicken broth yeah I think it's gonna be plenty salty there you go okay so we're going to put the lid back on and this time we're going to cook for 20 minutes and the beans will hopefully at that point be done there we go make sure my vent is closed now i can go back to my phone and hit manual again manual Manual and we still want high pressure. Heading. Duration. Heading. Duration. 30 minutes. And I'm going to drop it down to 20 minutes. Duration. 30. It goes without saying that if you finish this and you and you want them a little more done or whatever, you can always start it back up. 20 minutes. Pressure level, heading, low, button, selected. And I'm using high pressure. Start. And I'm going to hit start. Start, dashboard. Now when these beans finish, one of the things that I am going to do is let the pressure drop naturally. So, it'll probably come closer to 30 minutes. I probably won't let them go more than 10 minutes dropping naturally, but at least 10 minutes. And, um, and then we'll see how they are. Okay, so our lima beans have cooked for 20 minutes at high pressure, and then I have allowed the pressure to come down naturally. So I'm going to take the lid off. 
go. Now comes the big test. Wayne? Yep. You want to test them? Sure. How do you think they look? Man, they look good. Perfect. Are the beans done? Yeah, you want a bite? I guess. I know. You have to cool it down a bit. Mm. And amazingly, only having two cups of pressure of water did work. Mm -hmm. um, so many of the recipes that I've seen online for beans call for you to put four and six cups of water and I've always drained those out because it made so much liquid and I've learned that the secret for Here beans... Go. It's going to be pretty hot so be careful. Is that too hot? Mm -mm. How do you think that? Pretty I good. I think it's good too. Mm -hmm. Now depending on how firm or soft you like them, these are pretty soft. Um, not bad so, not like turned to mush, but if you don't like, if you like your beans firmer, you know, you can cut the time back by, you know, no more than two or three minutes. But um, I'm happy with them the way they've turned out. I think they're pretty good. What do you think, Wayne? Sounds good. I say, let's eat. Yeah. I know a lot of people, when they hear lima beans, they just go, ooh, gross. You know, that's like the first response. But I never liked lima beans either until I tried them again a couple of years ago, and I actually like them now. And I think what happens is, as we grow older, our taste buds die off and things taste different. And so things that you used to hate, you might actually like now. So I just encourage people to keep tasting things and to be curious about different foods because lima beans are, are very good for you and you know it's a good thing to add add to your diet so try something different or even try something something old that you uh, you didn't like early on so you can subscribe to the newsletter now and that will also put the blog, the weekly blog post in your mailbox every week now and that will keep you up to date on what's what's going on. If you subscribe to the, um, the newsletter now, you will get a free uh, workout. Uh, it's different from some of the other ones that we've that we've done so I encourage you to go to blindalive.com subscribe to the newsletter and that way you'll be the first to know about what's what's happening and we do have a lot of really cool things happening now so you're going to want to go check out that that download and you're always welcome to email us at support at blindalive.com. Go check out the website. Uh, we are making changes to the website. So if you go and things look completely different, um, that's part of the process. We're trying to make things better. And I know sometimes better is a little bit frustrating and it doesn't seem better until uh, you've gone through it a little bit. But just be patient with us. We're, we're really working to make it uh, better and better. So that's blindalive.com. And I am Mel Scott and have a fabulous day.